0: When you get close to one, you can almost always smell a puppy mill. It's an odor you remember, not a pleasant memory like the irresistible wafting scent of a freshly bathed family dog drowsily nuzzling against your chest. The smell is ever so slightly sweet, but acrid and nauseating, a nose-piercing vapor emitted by piles of accumulated rotting feces that have been marinating for weeks or months, if not years, in urine that is decomposed to become ammonia, a colorless gas with a particularly pungent smell. It clings to your nostrils. It's a smell that, once experienced, you can conjure at will. In the same way you might remember, perhaps, the sulfur stench of a stink bomb released in a school cafeteria, the chlorine that permeates the air around a swimming pool, or the sterilized medicinal smell of a hospital ward. Ammonia is a smell of decay and death. As we drive the last few blocks to the house in Wayne County, Kentucky, on a muggy Thursday morning in late September, there is just a hint of the telltale odor that betrays this place. What we come upon is just a run-down, nondescript house on a country road, with a front facade largely obscured by untrimmed trees and shrubs, a pickup truck, a van, and a camper trailer are parked in the driveway in front of a cluttered carport. As our caravan, led by police and emergency vehicles, drives onto the property, up the sloping driveway, there is nothing about the house or its yard that offers a clue to its nature, save for the small stenciled sign out front that reads Taylor's Kennel, and above it, a street sign that says Kennel Lane. Although I have never before visited this property— It is much like dozens, if not hundreds, of similar places I have been escorted by law enforcement. My team and I wait in the driveway as a detective knocks on the front door shouting, Sheriff's Department! His knocks continue and grow louder, pounding overhand with the fleshy part of his fist over the next five or six minutes. Finally, a man wearing nothing but a pair of denim shorts emerges. He looks to be in his sixties, His most notable feature is a large, gray, walrus-like mustache. Moments later, a slender, blonde woman of about the same age, wearing what look like plaid pajama pants and a blue short-sleeved top, appears a cigarette dangling from her lips. With the county attorney just a few feet away, the detective and his sheriff step inside the house where, according to plan, they explain to the woman details about a seizure warrant I am about to help them execute. With some barking in the background and more of the telltale smell beginning to waft out, we are mere minutes away from verifying with our eyes that this is in fact a puppy mill, a dog factory hell. I have to suppress my nerves. It isn't anxiety born from fear that I will encounter scenes of suffering. I've done that hundreds of times before. I sweat the details because I rescue animals, and my team and I must do everything right. We are spending the money of our donors, and we are potentially risking the trust and credibility of a community's justice system. If a criminal case falls through, if conditions are not clearly in violation of the law, if someone gets bitten or seriously hurt, if an animal is injured, it's my problem. The reputation of my organization, Animal Rescue Corps, is on the line. It was my people, our investigation, my urging, and my assurances that brought us here. A mistake or a misjudgment jeopardizes our ability to rescue abused animals tomorrow, next week, and beyond. I'd live for this work, and I can't afford to screw it up. Lives depend on me.